For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are revisiting our top 100 Dynasty Ranking Series going from picks 50 to 75. We're also revealing all of the rookies up until this point and where I have them in my startup rankings. Let's go! Talking about G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy or on X on Ball Boys Fantasy. And uh, like we said off the top of the show today, guys, we're going to go through our, uh, you know, re... re- picking up our top 100 Dynasty ranking series. Now, this series has been under a little bit of a pause recently just because of uh, time restrictions and things like that between you know myself focusing on some of the other content we've got coming up, some fantasy AFL, but also in and amongst all that, we had the NBA draft. We also had free agency. So by the time I was able to get these videos out, a lot of things had changed. So I thought I'd just sort of hold off until the bigger picture was sort of realized. So Hopefully, um, you guys, you know, I'm sure there's still a few more Dynasty startup drafts going out there, but also, you know, a lot of trades and stuff happening for Dynasty Leagues who are currently already um, in and amongst it. So, we're going to pick back up where we left off, but before we do, we're going to talk about some of the rookies. So, in the previous videos, I did not include some of the rookies in the most previous rookie draft. So, let's go over where I have those guys ranked. So, the only two rookies that we, we haven't sort of covered yet in terms of the ones that would have been in the previous videos were Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson. So I did, I think, actually bring up Victor. Um, I would have taken him number three overall in a dynasty rookie startup draft. Um, I think that is starting to become a bit of a consensus pick for a lot of analysts. I've done a few mock drafts and um, there's been a few discussion points in the dynasty community about where Victor would go. And it seems like the consensus is... Jokic 1, Luka 2, sometimes that's flipped, and then Victor Weminyama at number 3. Sometimes you can see like a Tyrese Halliburton or a Shea go ahead of him, but for the most part, I think Victor at 3 in a startup league is a fairly 
I guess, consensus opinion. So um, let us know down in the comments what you think. If you had pick three and those first two guys went ahead, would you be taking Victor or would you be taking some more proven talent in some of those guards there? I don't think there's a completely right or wrong answer there, but I had him at number three. And then the next guy here, Scoot Henderson. I have him at about 22. So he's in my tier six. So in amongst that tier, I have Carl Anthony Towns, Sabonis, Scoot, Jamarant. Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, and Steph Curry. So in that, there's probably a lot of more veteran guys in this list here. So it, it and a lot of these sort of things, and, and doing a few mock drafts recently, I've also put more thought into the size of your league makes a big difference, especially for the older players. Now, let me know if you agree or disagree with this one. But in my experience, the bigger the league, like so if you did like a 30-team league or a 20-team league versus your standard 12 I think those older guys have more value in a bigger league because more teams are trying to compete right now versus if you're in a 12-team league, usually there's only maybe three or four, maybe five teams really pushing for that win, especially in that first or second season. So a lot of those older guys tend to slip further down in a smaller size league versus if you had a 30-team league, you might have 10 to 15 teams kind of going for it in that startup draft. So those older guys have more value because more teams are looking to be competitive right away. So keep all that in mind. It's very hard to do dynasty rankings for that reason. A lot of the leagues are different, but you know, I think Scoot sits in amongst this kind of group here with a few of those older superstars, you know, and then maybe some younger players like Jar Sabonis. He's not really younger, but in his prime, same with Carl Anthony Towns, but Scoot kind of sits in there for me, so he's sort of like close to that top 25 kind of range. So we're going to pick back up. Now, we're not going to pick up pick back up exactly at um, number 50. I'm going to go through basically a few different tiers here. So remember, all of these rankings, it's not a hard and fast, must take this guy ahead of the other one, but if in are a similar tier, I value them in a similar kind of range. So we're going to pick back up at tier number nine. So we're going to... What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Go over some already trodden on ground here. So at tier number nine, I start the rankings at 46 with Brandon Ingram. Now, he's kind of a guy that would normally just sit around this value in a redraft league, that 40 to 55 kind of range. And I think he's just going to continue to sit there for a few years to come. He's very solid contributor. He's a guy that is still fairly young. Um, and he's kind of got a proven track record when it comes to his influence in uh, fantasy basketball, but also in the NBA. And remember, a lot of that does weigh on my mind when I'm talking about rankings for dynasty leagues. Sometimes we can have guys that are better fantasy players than they are NBA players. And when I'm talking about dynasty, I weigh the NBA impact a little bit more because year to year, lots of things can change. But if I know that you're going to be contributing to winning basketball and you're a good player and you can maintain your role, maintain your minutes, no matter what situation you're on, then that helps boost that value, that player's value for me. So Brandon Ingram kind of falls into that. Even though he was the 61st ranked player last year in nine category setting, he's probably worth a little bit more than that with his head-to-head appeal. Um, solid points, rebounds, and assists. The defensive stats are lacking, but he's solid from the field. So it fits any punt build, really, in my opinion. So I think he's just a really solid guy. Nothing too exciting, but very solid production. And at age 26, he still has a bunch of his prime years left. 47, I've got Tyrese Maxey. I think depending on when, and probably when, not if, uh, James Harden has moved, you can see his value spike considerably. So he hasn't reached these heights just yet, but I do expect that it's only a matter of time. And at 48, I've got Devin Vassell now. He was all the rage, I think, last year, um, but... I feel like his value has taken a little bit of a hit recently just with the excitement of Victor Wembanyama, but I still see him potentially having a top 50 season this upcoming season. Um, He's only 23 years old, and I think he doesn't need to be the number one usage guy to be a fantasy asset. I can easily see him slotting in as a number two or three usage guy on a good team. Um, His defensive stats took a little bit of a step back, and his efficiency from the free throw line especially took a little bit of a step back, but assists rose, uh, points and threes also rose. I can easily see him being a a bit of a Chris Middleton with maybe some more defensive upside um, across his prime, and at 23 years old, I'm very happy to draft him inside the top 50 in Dynasty Leagues, and you can probably get him outside of that in most situations. The next guy is another rookie here. So Amen Thompson, who's my third rank rookie in Dynasty Leagues. Um, I recently picked him up in a, in a recent Dynasty draft and I got him at pick three. And there's a little bit of risk here. Um, this one could be a major win if you get him at this spot. It's also a risk that he doesn't quite ever get to this point, depending on how he shapes out. Now, there might be a little bit of patience required with a player like Amen Thompson on a team like the Houston Rockets. Now, the Rockets are just stacked with talent, but I would actually go as far as to argue that Amen Thompson has the highest ceiling out of any Houston Rocket player in this team from an NBA point of view. From a fantasy point of view, 
him and Shangun are pretty much neck and neck. I'm a big, big fan of both Thompson twins. Um, a men's passing, his rebounding, his steals and blocks for a guard as well, especially, are truly, truly elite. Um, the scoring, I don't know if it's ever going to be there at like a 25-point-per-game clip, but if he can get high teens, low 20s in points, this guy has... It's an outside shot, but has first-round potential, maybe top-20 potential um, perennially. And, and I think the talent is there, personally. He's a little bit older um, than some of the other rookies, but still very young. So I think at 49, this is where I'm happy to take a swing on him if you're in a team that can afford to be patient. It probably dings you a little bit in that first year if you're wanting to compete. Maybe this is a bit high for him to go, but he has the upside to be a top 20 fantasy player for a number of years, in my opinion. So that's where I have Men Thompson. And Franz Wagner is next. Um, some people might have Franz a little bit higher. I, I find it difficult to get very excited about Franz. I know he's a really good player. Um, he's going to be contributing to the Orlando Magic for a number of years. He's one of their best players, probably next to Paolo. I just don't know where the fantasy upside really explodes for him. Um, he was 107th ranked player last year, and the numbers look good, like 18.5 points, 4 rebounds, 3.5 assists, a steal, solid percentages from both the field and the line. I imagine he just continues to see maybe a little bit more usage, shoot the ball a little bit more efficiently, um, increases volume in threes a little bit, but I don't know if it ever really tops out at top 30 value, so kind of like a Brandon Ingram to me, but maybe a little bit younger, a little bit more upside, perhaps, especially if you can maintain sort of, you know, one to one and a half steals per game. I just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm there on the super high ceiling that I think a lot of other people are really big on for France, but he comes around at this 50th mark for me, just in case I'm wrong. And, and just because I see him being very consistent for a number of years without that super high ceiling. Um, so he, he is at number 50, 51, Jalen Brunson. Um, just again, a really solid guy. I think from memory, he's right in the middle of his prime. So 27 years old, um, was a top 50 player for last year. So again, you're kind of paying for what you're getting at this stage. And he's probably got a number of years left, uh, solid assists, solid field goal percentage for a point guard as well. Um, the points are there. He surprised me a bit last year. I didn't think he'd be as good as he was, but I think this is a decent spot to get him, um, can fit young or old teams. Nick Claxton, some people might get very excited about Nick Claxton, but remember, this guy is a low-usage center. This is I'm giving him the Robert Williams tax when it comes to dynasty leagues because Robert Williams was a player that last year we were getting very excited about top 30 in redraft leagues. But remember with these centers... They're the least valuable position in the NBA. So despite him being a top 25 player last year, I still have him a bit further back at 52 just because depending on his minutes, depending on his uh, block rate, which was insane last year, his value per game can fluctuate wildly. He's also very concentrated in rebounds, blocks, field goal percentage, low turnovers. So I always ding those guys a little bit down my board just because I think the value is concentrated and very niche and not every team would value them the same. So in a dynasty redraft, or sorry, a dynasty start startup league, the value on the open market for a player like Nick Claxton might not be as high as his per game ranking might suggest. So for me, he's down here at 52, not in the top 30. 
Um, you know, he, he's probably one of those weird guys that his, despite being a young player at 24 years old, his redraft value might actually be higher than his dynasty value just because of the uncertainty of him being a starting NBA center for the next six or seven years. If I could guarantee that, and I saw really high potential in him being, you know, a cornerstone, not even a cornerstone, but just a guaranteed starter um, with 30 plus minutes a night, then he probably would be a bit higher. But I don't have that concrete certainty for Nick Claxton just yet. So he's down here. OG Ananobi is next at number three. Really like me some OG. I was very high on him a couple years ago and probably was a year too early, but he's still 26. So just really entering his prime right now. He was a top 30 player last year. But again, a little bit of a ding here on the steals volatility. So you know, can't really bank on him doing 1.9 steals. The year before he was 1.5 and that habit had him pretty much exactly at this spot. So again, kind of like a Jalen Brunson sort of type, Brandon Ingram type, very solid, very consistent in his prime. And I think he was just going to hang here for another sort of four to five years, which is what we want. And the next guy here is very interesting as well, Jalen Duran. I'm, I'm a pretty big Jalen Duran fan. Um, he's one of the youngest players in the league. I think just despite me kind of Nick Claxton, I sort of said I don't see him being, or I'm not 100% sold on him being a starting center for many years. For Durin, I can definitely see it. I can definitely see him being like a cornerstone. Yep, we've got our starting center. We don't need to address that position moving forward. Um, the issue here is more in Detroit and their um, poor management and roster construction with all the centers they have, but I could easily see him just stepping out head and shoulders above those other centers there. And um, there's a lot of glowing reports about him and Cade in the, the USA teams at the moment. He's under 20 years old still, uh, coming to his second year. I think he has some more special upside. I would think his upside is higher than a player like Nick Claxton. Um, it's higher than a few guys in this list as well, but we just haven't seen it yet. Hopefully, you know, the free throw percentage can be at least passable and the block rate starts to come back a little bit more compared to what we saw last year he was a better shot blocker in college. I think that will come back a little bit more, especially if they gravitate more towards that one big lineup, which I think they eventually will once they discover and give up on the other players in their team, um, like a James Wiseman and, and the like. So I think be patient with a James Wiseman, but I think you can really repay managers if you get him in your teams now. 55 is an interesting one here in Jordan Poole. Again, a player that I think could potentially have a higher redraft ranking than he does Dynasty, in my opinion, despite being a young player. I I do like me Jordan Poole, and I think his value took a bit of a hit this past season, but last year I was kind of pushing against him as a high pick, but this year I'm all about it. He's 24 years old, and he's got his own team for this next season. Now, the risk you have is that in a team like Washington, they're going to be bad. They're going to have some high draft picks. So next year and the years after, their roster might be overturned a little bit and he might have a great high usage role this year, but it might go down in years to come. But in saying that, he can still be a very valuable player, even as a second or third guy on offense. Elite free throw percentage, great scoring threes and assists. The defensive stats are not going to be there, but again, he's a guy that value-wise can have value on teams competing now and teams who are also rebuilding just because of his age. And I think he's going to have a really big season this year. I expect him for this season to be close to, or definitely, I think top 50 is pretty safe. 
potentially a top 40 season as well, um, especially if you're punting field goal percentage. He has really, really good value. So um, I think at 55, this is a perfect spot to get a player like Jordan Poole. I'm not 100% sure he could even go earlier than this in dynasty drafts, but again, just that year-to-year volatility, certainty in role, not 100% sold after this year, but we'll, we'll see. And then 56 is my guy from last year, Jabari Smith Jr. I've Last year, I think I had him maybe a tier higher than this as a rookie. So he's dropped down a little bit in my rankings, but I'm still on board. I still think that there is very high upside here just by his stat set. Points, threes, rebounds, steals, and blocks. The steals were the thing that maybe dropped him down a little bit for me. He only averaged 0.5 last year. I thought he'd be closer to one steal per game. Um, And then this Rockets team is very crowded. I think he's still a starter, come this this season. And again, remember, he's extremely young. He's only 20 years old. So he's actually younger than a Men Thompson who they drafted this past year. Um, so very high upside still. And with more playmaking and better coaching on this team, I think you're going to see him potentially break out this year and do what maybe I expected him to do last year in this upcoming season. But a little hesitancy because I was a little disappointed by what I saw from him last year. I didn't think he'd quite shoot that badly last year, and I thought the defensive stats would be a little bit more there. So just reining in my expectations a little bit, but I still think he's top 60. And then the last one in this tier, another uh, Thompson twin, Asar Thompson. So similar tier. Probably the upside for Asar is a little bit lower than a men, but I think out of the gates, Asar is going to be the one that gets more minutes. So I think in redraft leagues, I'd actually probably go Asar ahead of a men because I think on Detroit... He's got a clearer path to minutes with a less crowded um, backcourt there. And I think Asar can still have that really solid um, Andre Iguodala, maybe with a ceiling of a Jimmy Butler type career where he's just contributing across the boards in points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, uh, maybe less so in points, but he's just a really, really fantasy-friendly guy. Um, there is a bit of upside if his shot does come along. His shot does feel a little bit smoother and more realistic to project succeeding moving forward. Um, so I, I'm very happy to take Asar Thompson inside the top 60. Again, just really love his stat set and uh, projecting him to do well because I was pretty high on him as an NBA talent coming into the draft. All right, let's move on to tier number 10. At number 58, this is where I have the enigma that is Kyrie Irving. Now, there, there was a bit of chatter on Twitter the other day about, you know, if, if you had a player who's been top 10 twice in the last three seasons and, um, you know, he's still only 30 or 31 years old, how high would you take him? And a lot of people would be saying they'd be taking him sort of top 30, top 25. But we do need to remember that context is very important when it comes to the NBA. And, and a player like Kyrie Irving, to me, is just the biggest headache I was keen on him in redraft leagues next year, but if I'm to put him on my dynasty team and deal with him for years, year after year after year, I don't know if I can do it. And he definitely gets a bit of a ding for me for that reason. Playing now with Luca, we've seen half a season of him doing really well in that situation, but we just know with Kyrie, man, that there's, there's always something that comes up. Now, he will outperform this, no doubt, in terms of a per-game value, but how much can we rely on him he is getting older. He is over 30. Now, I think he's still going to be good for a number, you know, three to four years, in my opinion. But just the headache and doing that for year after year just brings him down. Now, this could be a really big steal for him at 58, definitely. 
I just think that there's other higher upside younger players with less headache at this stage than a Kyrie Irving, but I have him at the top of this tier, but I could be could easily be wrong, and he could definitely be higher than this at 58. 59, I've got Jared Allen since his last... I think he might have even been in my last video, but I've actually brought him down just based on where I think his value is moving forward in the NBA. I think Mobley is eventually going to supplant him as the center. He might even be traded, I think, in the next couple of years. But at the moment, he's giving you top 50 value. Classic big man stats, but again, kind of bring players down for that when they don't contribute in a lot of different areas, as the same is with Robert Williams. Um, Robert Williams is still young, but obviously you've got to take into account his injury history. The good thing about Robert Williams is on the team he's currently in, um, look, he's under 26 years old, 25.8, and he's on a team with Al Horford, who's obviously nearing the end of his career. I would say it's probably his last season in the NBA, uh, if not second last. Um, So he has potential, especially with Kristaps Porzingis, who's injury-prone himself. Per game, this guy can be an absolute monster. Um, so I still think that you you grab this guy and you know sit on that per game upside, and even in limited time, he can give you sort of top one hundred, top ninety value. Um, we've seen him do that. I think he was in just ninety minutes top seventy in value uh, in two thousand and twenty twenty one. He was top twenty in value the year after, and then this past year he was sixty six per per. Uh, game in just 23 and a half minutes. So you don't need the huge minutes from Robert Williams. The injury risk has to be taken into account here, but he is still young. Um, so this is the balancing act and where I have him at number 60. But a little bit of a gamble here with Robert Williams, but I still think he'll be okay. 61, Zach Levine, and 62, Fred Van Vliet. I kind of lump these two together just because older guards, Levine's knees concern me a little bit, as does... Um, Fred Van Vliet, and of course, Fred Van Vliet moving to a different team, probably his minutes scale back, which might be good for his longevity. Maybe the damage is already done from Nick Nurse, though, so we'll have to wait and see there. I think Levine's a little bit younger, but probably higher per game upside. Fred Van Vliet, a little bit older, um, but of course, you've probably got higher upside with the steals and um, you know uh, blocks, surprisingly, from a younger guy as well. Sorry if I'm a shorter guy and a higher assist. But on that Houston Rockets team, how much is that going to affect him? It's a little bit yet to be played out here. I still think he starts, but maybe instead of playing 36, 37 minutes, it's more like 31, 32. So I think we might see a little bit of a drop-off from Van Vliet, but still under 30 years old. Just worry about the mileage and obviously the injury history for Fred Van Vliet. So he's down here at 62. Uh, 63, I've got DeAndre Ayton. Kind of like that um, Jarrett Allen thing here. Just a really solid yet boring center. Um, you know, they, they're going to need him on the, the Phoenix Suns, obviously, because they've paid a lot of money to those big three there in Beal, Durant, and Booker. So he's kind of that fourth guy. He's going to basically continue to do what he's been doing, in my opinion. The shot attempts might be lower, but the field goal percentage might be higher. Rebounds. Nearly a block is there. It's all just very boring. Again, classic big man stats. So I don't really see much upside from here. But again, you know, 25 years old, he's going to continue to produce around that top 50-ish value, top 60-ish value. So this is about, again, you're getting what you pay for with not too much upside. A couple of other older guys here, Drew Holiday, Jimmy Butler, and DeMar DeRozan in this next list. Jimmy Butler's probably got the highest upside, but of the group, I think, 
think from memory, if I just double check my my facts here, he is the oldest. Uh, he and DeRozan um, with Drew just maybe a year behind, but all of them, again, great per game upside. Uh, Drew and DeRozan probably a bit more durable. So even though Jimmy is the higher upside, his durability probably brings him back to this group as well. But I think in terms of your last-ditch effort to get points and assists, these kind of guys are for competing teams. If you're going to start to turn that way, these kind of guys are really good targets to get and try to take the first championship or the first two championships. And then uh, they could decline pretty quickly. But again, I still think this next season and probably these next two seasons, these guys are still going to be fairly solid and uh, probably close to top 30, 40 value uh, for each of them. So I think they're still good buyers at this point. You're getting a bit of a discount because of their age. And at 67, I've got Jakob Pertl. I'm a big fan of Jakob Pertl. We saw him um, obviously get traded to the Toronto Raptors, and we saw his value actually take a, a decent jump up in that situation. He's actually younger than you would think. He's 27.8 years, so just under 28 at the moment. So still got a number of good years left. Um and especially if you're punting free throw percentage, this guy is potentially a top 40, top 30 value in that build, uh, top 70. Otherwise, if you even if you are looking after your free throw percentage, so you're getting exactly what you pay for here. But again, with that punt free throw build in mind, he's a guy that, you know, for a center gives you great assists, great blocks, great field goal percentage. The steals are actually decent as well for a center. Uh, I just really like him as a, as a solid punt free throw percentage guy, and he's younger than you might think as well, so 28 years old. And then rounding out this tier is Paul George. Again, kind of similar to those other guys before him, just a little bit more, uh, I guess, concerning with his injury history, 33 years old, sharing the court with um, Kawhi Leonard, talks of James Harden coming over onto this team. Look, you're getting really good value here for right now. You're concerned if he's going to be there for your fantasy playoffs. But again, you can't argue with getting Paul George at 68. He's probably going to be a top 30 producer, at least for this next season and probably this season after. But then after that, you might see a drop-off happen pretty quickly. So he rounds out tier 10. So a few older guys in this tier with, with a couple of younger players, but a lot of guys getting value in terms of immediate production in this tier. So... Let's move on to the last tier that we'll talk about today to round out our top 75 or top 78 in in this case. Tier 11, a few more younger guys in this tier. So to kick it off, I've got Anyeka Okongwu. We're waiting and waiting and waiting for um, Capella to be traded, uh, for Onyeka to get his time in the sun. It will happen eventually, um, but maybe a little bit, we have to wait a bit longer than I thought we initially did, you know, maybe a year or two ago. He's still under 23 years old. I don't know how high the upside is, but I think he's definitely got at least top 50, maybe top 40 upside for Onyeka. It could happen at the end of this season, maybe in the next off season that he gets the starting role, but he's a decent enough producer in limited time. So he was, you know, 75th last year in 23 minutes per night. So even if you get him at this point, the upside it's all upside from here. So you could even argue he could go a bit earlier. Jalen Green, I've got at number 70. I, I find it really tough to rank Jalen Green. Let, let me know in the comments where you guys would want to draft Jalen Green in a startup because number two pick, a lot of upside. He scores really well, but there's just a lack of a lot of other stats there. He reminds me very much from a statistics point of view of Bradley Beal's career. Bradley Beal was the kind of player that 
for a number of years was um, a really good scorer, but lacked those other stats and kind of sat around that kind of 80s, 90s kind of rankings. And then all of a sudden, he put it all together and started to develop more efficient shooting, more assist and playmaking. And that saw him up into sort of the top 30 kind of range. So uh, Jalen Green, his ceiling is that to me, but it's by no means a guarantee that he gets there. It'll be interesting to sort of see how the new additions to Houston help him or hinder him whether or not it just cuts into his usage or whether it helps him become more efficient as he's no longer the only main offensive option with someone like Fred Van Vliet to take a bit of heat off him. But um, for him to really pop and to become the player that we hope him to be, he needs to either start developing more steals, get more assists somehow, and or... Um, improve his efficiency. I think the efficiency is the most likely thing to improve. So I think he can go from, you know, he's a 41.6% field goal guy. He can easily get to a 45, 46% from the field. So that should help increase his value. And the free throw line shooting needs to get over 80% and need to do that on volume. If he does that, he could definitely easily be a top 50. And if that comes along with some assists, you can see a top 40 type player. I don't ever think he's going to be that super high upside top 20, top 15 first round guy. I, I don't see that for him. There's just not enough else going on with his stat set. I don't know if I really see that superstar talent anymore. I was always a little bit skeptical on him, but I still think at 70, when scoring is so hard to come by later in drafts, you take a punt on Jalen Green at this point, but I'm not sure if that's lower or higher than where others are taking him. But for me, he's about here. 71 is Trey Murphy. Now, I think I've seen him go higher than this in other drafts and in other rankings. Just because of his nine-category rank in a lot of leagues, I actually recently traded out of him in one of my leagues. Um, It was more of a win-now kind of a move, but he is someone that the nine-category rankings flatter him a little bit because of his low turnovers, because of his efficient shooting. Um, but remember, that was a lot of a lot of that was done without Zion Williamson in the team. I think he's probably going to eventually supplant a Herb Jones. He was top fifty last year, but again, his stat set I think is a little bit misleading. He did that in thirty-one minutes per game last year, so that could even come down a little bit. And the 0.8 turnovers, I think, inflates his value in a nine-category setting. He probably, to me, is more of that kind of 50 to 75 guy in terms of rankings. And at 23 years old, that's great. You're going to get, you know, six to seven years of that. So that's definitely a great buy. And if, if that's kind of what you're looking for, I just don't know if I see much more upside compared to what he did last year. Um, I could be wrong. He could turn into this dynamic great scoring guy, and if he can get like 20 points per game, amazing. I just don't know if I see that with him. He's definitely more of that complimentary, solid starting guy. Um, more of that Mikael Bridges pre-Brooklyn Nets kind of a player, which has its value, obviously. But again, I always have a bit of an issue with like where rankings have these guys compared to how much they actually help your team win in a lot of circumstances. So for me, he sits here at 71 few old guys here, 72, 73, 74. We've got Bradley Beal, Kawhi Leonard, and LeBron James. I'm expected, expecting Bradley Beal to take a decent hit this year, um, moving over to Phoenix. So he is someone that I think is someone that you can maybe let fall down your drafts a little bit more as well. 
He's 30 years old, so of those guys, he's the youngest, but again, probably will decline faster than maybe your real true superstars. Kawhi Leonard, obviously, the injuries concerns, um, the availability concerns ding him down here a little bit. Um, But again, if you're competing now, 32 years old, he still has first round, second round upside per game, but the availability is the question mark. And LeBron James, eventually, he's going to fall off. He's, we saw him do that a little bit last year. He's starting to struggle to get the games played. His last few seasons, he's played 55, 56, 45, and 67 games. So as much of an Ironman as he's been throughout his entire career, he's going to be turning 39 this season. So look, you probably could even ding him a bit further down because you may be getting maybe a couple more seasons out of LeBron. And he, he probably will always remain a top 100 guy, a top 80 guy at worst, um, just because he is LeBron. But I just think that the, the time is starting to come for LeBron James. And if you're investing in him, you know, when you're turning 39 this season, I don't care how good you are, um, that's going to push you down my rankings on a dynasty league. Wendell Carter Jr. is next at 75. I think that Wendell Carter Jr. is a very good player. Again, the upside for his stat set maybe isn't the highest, but at 24 years old, he was 104th in non-cat rankings, but again, you might be looking at punting free throw percentage. He's just really solid. 15 points, 9 rebounds, over 2 assists. If those blocks can start to come back up, which were 0.6, he was he was called the Block Panther in college. Now, I don't think that insane block rate in college ever comes back, but if for a season he puts up one block per game, I can easily see that happening, and that jumps him right up to this value. So... Again, really solid player, 24 years old. You're going to get six to seven years of him being, in my opinion, a top 80 kind of a guy. So that's perfect enough for me to have him at 75. And then we've got some young guys. 76, Jaden Ivey. 77, Shaden Sharp. And 78, Brandon Miller. Probably my favorite pick of this guy, this bunch here, is actually Shaden Sharp. There's a lot of hype of him going into redraft leagues with the Damian Lillard trade. We've seen it for stretches now. I think he can, again, maybe similar to a Jalen Green, but with less, I guess, overall hype going into him with that number two pick for for Jalen Green versus I think Shaden was number five. Um, So I think he, again, we want to see the the assist rate. We want to see the defensive stats come along. We saw a little bit of it, but not enough yet for us to lock that in as something that he can do for a season-long stretch also with Scoot coming into it. I don't think he's ever going to be the primary ball handler, but he can score. He can get threes. Um, I think he can give you at least enough assists to help his value. I think he's going to be pretty good. Jaden Ivey in this list as well. The tough thing with him is just playing alongside Cade at the moment. He he probably has, of this group, the worst fantasy translation, but the most secure role moving forward. Um but we can easily see him take a big step forward in his efficiency. Uh, I'd hope to see the steals start to come a little bit more for him. That's probably going to be his biggest ticket to getting that really high value. But being as athletic as he is, I wouldn't put it past him to develop that as part of his game. And then Brandon Miller here, who's the last rookie we'll talk about today. At 78, if he can have a Chris Middleton-type career, then this is a great spot to draft him. I have a little bit of skepticism that he can even do that, but of all the rookies, he probably is going to have maybe the clearest run outside of a Victor Weminyama in terms of -of out-of-the-gate role and minutes. Whether or not he can um, convert that into really good stats and 
Look, I think I prefer him more than someone like a Keegan Murray last year. He's obviously younger than Keegan um, was in his rookie year. I think he's probably got higher ceiling as an NBA player than a Keegan Murray, but there is that doubt in my mind that he could be that kind of like just a really good solid player, but the fantasy translations are not that great. But I think at about 78, this is a really good spot to take a punt if you are a fan and you are keen on him. So I think that's about where I have him valued. So that will do it for us, one, guys. We're going to do the next podcast we're going to do. I'm bringing back uh, Callum Mack onto the show, and we're going to be going through our first round mock draft, which is one of my favorite videos that kickstarts a lot of the fantasy preseason for redraft leagues. And then we're going to finish out the top 100-ish rankings for dynasty leagues, and then we're going to really start to ramp up the preseason stuff. So if you guys are enjoying the fantasy basketball content, make sure you give this video a big thumbs up over on YouTube. Make sure you guys do subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, give us a five-star rating over on on uh, Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you guys next time. Laters. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.